Welcome to the show. This is the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series for hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. Just be advised, according to Google, our internet connection is unstable tonight, so this might not be the best show. Um, Emily might say, like, a four-paragraph-long tangent, and none of it be recorded. But you know what? We're going to go with the flow. We're going to... You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna go with the punches and or however that phrase goes. Um, but I am Samuel Stubbs, one of the co-hosts of the Below the Outline podcast. Welcome back to the show. We have a whole all-star race to discuss. Um, uh, not much happened to be honest. The first stage was pretty good. The all-star open was pretty good, but Kyle Larson stunk up the show. To be completely honest. Not all that different from what a lot of North Wilkesboro races were like back in the 90s. And I think that was the bigger part for all of us to take away. You know, something like what Major League Baseball did with Field of Dreams. Um, yes, we, you know, the on-track product was what we were looking for. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. But bringing back a track that, by all means, seemed absolutely dead... I mean, even back in 1996, after they closed it down, especially in 2021, especially in the fall of last year when they announced that North Wilkesboro was coming back, nobody even thought it was a real possibility, and it just held a NASCAR Cup race. Granted, it was the All-Star race, but that's a crown jewel. That's a big deal. Uh, so while the racing product wasn't great, and again, you know, if you didn't know already, Kyle Larson just whiplashed the field. I mean, Emily gets the pick right. Just incredible job, Emily. Um but if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we'll go ahead and do our life updates. Uh, not a ton to talk about aside from, like, the race. You know, there's no overarching storylines for how this could affect the rest of the season. It's an exhibition race, no points. But, Emily, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, and I guess just, you know, you can roll ahead and segue into your life update. Okay, um, well, I'm Summer. I, uh... heard us talking about it this weekend, Samuel, but Okay, Neil's mom actually got me a uh, leaf blower for my birthday. Woo! Adulting. Yeah, so one of my goals this week, I know it's a very big goal, but one of my goals this week is to get out of the box and to leaf blow my garage, got a lot of leaves, and my flower bed that Samuel actually helped with like two months ago and mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten back to. Finish getting all the leaves out of it because they get stuck up in the um, uh, landscaping and it's cool to get out. So I needed a leaf blower, so adulting. Very fun, very fun. Um, so I actually, for, for my birthday, I, I bought it with money that was given to me. So I guess it was kind of a gift. A lot of people can, can you know, be attributed to it, I guess. But I got a, a new camera. So, I, I mean, y'all probably don't know, but I've basically been using the same camera since February of 2021 to film just about everything except when I'm on the road and I have to use my uh, the camera on my phone, which is actually better quality than the current uh, camera that I use. And there's no video for the podcast, but you will... Uh, I might show it off. I can't use it yet because I do need 
uh, apparently all the SD cards that we had like laying around in our house uh, were like 10, 15 years old. Who would have thunk it? So we don't have any modern SD cards that this camera takes. So once I get the SD card, the $30 SD card that I ordered from Amazon, um, once that gets here uh, tomorrow, hopefully, uh, then probably Wednesday, you will see my beautiful face in 4K, 60 frames per second. Um, you will be able to see every detail, intricacy of my background. Uh, I won't be fuzzy. Um, you know, I'm not very fuzzy now, but I am still slightly fuzzy. So, you know, there won't be any, any fuzziness. Um, I will be pretty, pretty clear. Um, and, and should, you know, I, I should look better. It's basically what I'm, I'm trying to say, which is a very difficult thing for me to do is look better. But hey, it's gonna, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. You'll be able to see very clearly. Um, and if I do any vlogs, you know, you'll be able to see those in, in better picture, uh, as well. So you'll be able to see me in 4K. And also, Emily, I can plug my microphone into that camera. I don't have to plug my microphone into my phone and splice all that audio together, line that up, which that makes editing really, really fun, I tell you that. But, uh, it's, it's gonna be a big positive. It's a big deal, um, uh, basically. So that's my uh, life update. Um, now, Emily, Emily did fall asleep for the second half of this race, and honestly, Emily, I don't blame you. Um, but Kyle Larson dominates. You get your win pick correct. He is on a roll when he's not getting wrecked by Ross Chastain or Denny Hamlin, or he's not blowing an engine, uh, or he's not just caught up in a wreck while in the top 10, not of his own doing. Kyle Larson is winning races and getting top fives, won the truck race on Saturday, Pulled some strategy in stage one, got out to a 13-second lead by the end of stage one, only had a very small four-second lead by the end of this race, four and a half seconds actually, beating out Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick. He gets his third All-Star race win at his third different All-Star track to win at. Um, Emily, what do you think this, I mean, it's a million, he's a million dollars richer for one, um, you know, not a points race, but just another example of him probably being the most talented, best race car driver on planet Earth right now. What do you make of Kyle Larson's dominating performance in the 2023 All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro? I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised at all. You'll know this was my pick. Kyle Larson, this season, he dominates or he's got bad luck. Like, yep. there is no in-between. Checkers or records. This guy can race. And so, listen, I'm not surprised but I'm really proud of him because I think, one, he's a great guy, and two, he's a great racer, so. Yeah, Kyle Larson has, he hasn't, I, I was saying to Emily before the show that, you know, I legit, he's probably the only driver in the field that I can look at and say, okay, it's not going to happen, there's no chance it's going to happen, but if he didn't have any bad luck, if his crew gave him a good enough car and there weren't any fluky strategy things or cautions or Ross Chastain was in the field, you know, any of that, uh, he could probably win every race <laughs> at every style of racetrack. He could go to a short track and win. He's won three of the four short track races this year. The only one he didn't win, Bristol Dirt, where he got wrecked by Ryan Priest. He could go to any intermediate and win, like he's shown in Darlington and Kansas. He nearly won the Daytona 500. He was up in the mix at Talladega. He was running second when the leader blew a tire and took him out at Atlanta. He can win anywhere. He can drive anywhere. And that's what's so scary for the field. Now, in, in, the, in this current format, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Larson didn't win the championship. There are probably 10 to 12 guys that I would be comfortable saying could win the championship this year because that's the randomness of the format. There, you can't, you can say there are championship favorites, but in this day and age, you also have to, you know, say that with a grain of salt. Um, but Kyle Larson is the one guy in the field that I think could win every race out there. And I think he could win every race that he starts for the rest of his career. It's not going to happen because that stuff happens. Ross Chastain happens. You get wrecked. You have bad luck. Sometimes you just miss on the setup and you run 25th. Your pit crew makes a mistake. You make a mistake. I'm not trying to say Kyle Larson is perfect, but I'm saying if everything went right for him and he just had to drive, he'd win every race. Um, but just really, really impressive stuff last night from Larson on a track that just just wears out tires it seems like his weren't wearing and by the way yes he passed inspection his car wasn't illegal at least not that we know of yet um but what a drive from kyle larson no points to talk about tonight but hey as a bubba fan i was still pretty happy now some stuff happened with bubba off the track last night and before the race um but he ends up in second place Great run for him, barely losing to cut. Well, not barely last night, but in the truck race on Saturday, he nearly beat out Kyle Larson. Couldn't quite beat him last night, but he ends up in second. Emily, I know it's not a points race, but Bubba now has three straight top fives. If you count the All Star race, he's on a roll. He's currently in the playoffs, feeling good, just like he should. Uh, what do you make of Bubba Wallace's second place run last night? He might have lost. There we go. He truly has had, um, he's had some bad luck this season, just like Larson, but um, he's had some really great races. For him, I mean, it is incredible that he has finished to the top several times. Um, hasn't pulled off that win yet, and I do feel like we're on the cusp of seeing a great Bubba Wallace win. I hope so. Talladega was so close. I mean, we know he can win Daytona, Atlanta. Those would be his chances before the regular season. I don't see us getting 17 or 18 winners before the regular season is over. I wouldn't be surprised if he pointed his way in, obviously. Now, we could have, like, a Ryan Priest, a Corey LaJoy win at Atlanta or in the regular season finale. Uh, but Bubba is plus 23 right now, and that's with Bowman being in his correct spot. Um, which, by the way, it sounds like Bowman very well could be back um, at the Coke 600. And Josh Berry, the guy that filled in for him last night, won the All-Star Open. Did a great job to get himself into the show. So Josh Berry, again, has done a very, uh, very good job filling in again. Um, but what a, you know, again, uh, what a run for Bubba. Um, gaining momentum, you know, it's just, it's getting, you can see the year-over-year -year improvement, not just for him, but for 23-11 as a whole. 2021 and 2022 for Bubba, they got off to terrible starts. And this year, through the first six races, he had one top ten. He had three DNFs. Nothing was going right. And now he's on the streak. I believe he has top 12s in five of the last six races, which isn't something to, you know, necessarily write home about. But it's a very solid streak. He's worked himself up into the playoff picture, and I think he stays there. You look at Charlotte, where he was really good last year before getting involved in that big wreck. Uh, you look at Nashville, where he was in the top ten last year before getting involved in that big wreck. Atlanta. He could win. Now, Sonoma, Chicago, those are road courses. I don't know how I feel about that. Gateway wasn't run very good there last year, but um, if all goes well, you know, if he can keep capitalizing and, and finish out these races, he very well could make the playoffs. Tyler Reddick in third, another solid run for him. Chase Briscoe was the fastest car on track late. 
um, but just had nothing for Larson. He ends up fourth. Chase Elliott, in probably his most consistent race back since the leg injury, uh, finishes up in fifth. Ryan Blaney, sixth. Daniel Suarez, who led a lot early in seventh. Eric Jones in eighth. Ty Gibbs, who got mixed up with Michael McDowell in the open, ends up in ninth. Another really solid run for him. Joey Logano in tenth. Ross Chastain in eleventh. Now, Emily, you know Logano is my pick to win because he always seems to win the new races. He always seems to win at the new tracks. But Joey Logano last night, after running in the top five, got a penalty, and the penalty ended his competitive night. Same thing with Chastain. He didn't threaten as much early on as Logano, but still had a penalty, ended his night. They end up 10th and 11th, respectively. Christopher Bell in 12th. Denny in 13th. He was driving up to second early. I was like, wow, Denny has the best car here. Um, and then he just falls back. I, what do you make of Denny's night? I mean, not a points race. Not going to hurt him. He's locked in the playoffs anyhow, but 13th, a little disappointing, especially considering the strong run early on. Hey, um, so, sorry, I feel like I'm on a delay. Do you know when you watch the weather, like when they're tornado chasing and it takes like a second for the, um, yeah, the yeah. to get on after the weatherman's like, Hey, yeah. Dan, tell me how it's going out there in the east. The, inter the internet yeah. where I am is so just like probably that. not very good. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. So that's probably why. But No, it's okay. It's also just me trying to respond quickly when you turn it over to my talking. So here's the deal. Denny, Denny's night didn't work out. Like, I'm trying to hope. That's okay. There's always next week. That's what I'll say about that. <laughs> There is, and he won the Coca-Cola 600 last year. We might get to watch that race in person, and, you know, a, a Denny-Bubba battle, a Denny-Bowman battle, that would be that'd be pretty fun to watch, just saying. Martin Truex in 14th, Josh Berry, a respectable 15th, running amongst NASCAR's All-Stars. Chris Buescher down in 16th. He led every lap of his Saturday Night Heat race and just didn't have it. Austin Dillon in 17th, Kevin Harvick may have been the biggest disappointment of the ninth. Uh, of the night, sorry, just can't can't talk tonight, as usual. Uh, running the 29, running the throwback from when he was kind of just thrown to the wolves in the Cup Series after having to come in, fill in for Dale Earnhardt after Dale's passing in the 2001 Daytona 500, and it just kind of fell flat on his face. Said his car was handling terribly. Really cool, they brought the 29 back, but only finishing 18th is a little disappointing. Brad Keselowski in 19th. William Byron, I believe, had some pit issues. Ends up 20th. Austin Sindrick, 21st. Kyle Busch in 22nd. Had to come down, make a green flag stop in stage one. Ended his night. Emily, not a very good night for the man they call Rowdy. I know you're happy about that. Um, Noah Gregson in 23rd. Uh, he actually won the fan vote. That's how he got into the All-Star Race. Won the fan vote. Got some damage in the open. Uh, but they were able to repair it. And then Ricky Stenhouse brings up the rear. Not exactly sure what happened to him. I know he spun early off of Eric Jones. Looks like he just kind of came down across Jones' nose. And those are the results. Again, not anything points-wise to talk about. Uh, but, Emily, what are your overall thoughts on the All-Star race? Do you think it was a good race? And do you think North Wilkesboro should be brought back? Obviously, a lot of work to bring it back from the dead. It's obviously now in raceable condition. Should they bring it back as the all-star race, as the points race, or should they shelf it again for 27 more years? I um, I personally love the idea of the all-star race being somewhere different every year, and I love I it do being too. kind of a chance to revitalize some old tracks, um, because I think an all-star wouldn't just be at one track, right? Yeah. Like, it should showcase multiple. Yeah. So, um... 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good chance to uh, to try out some different places. I do. Um, I'd love to see this track continue. I mean, I think it was a good race. I think I think um, NASCAR could use a little more diversity and and um, tracks. And so, why not bring back more? Yeah, I would love to see that. You know, there there's some others out there. I mean, the the Nashville Fairgrounds. Um, that was a short track they raced on, I believe, till the early 80s, and then they shut that one down. I would love to see that come back. I'd love to see Rockingham come back. Their last race was in 2004. Uh, they, they brought it back for the truck series, and then people just kind of forgot about it. That's not what I want to see with North Wilkesboro. Let me just go off on that tangent. I don't want to see people show up for the first event and then not show up for subsequent events and then have the whole project fall in on its face. You know, I was saying this on the pre-race show or on the previous podcast rather if you want to if you want this track to continue show up watch on TV listen on the radio go to the track just you know interact with their socials do anything that you can to show your support for this track and this race that's the only way it's staying on the schedule but i completely agree Emily about you know it the all-star race should show off the multiple facets of a driver if you're only able to compete at one or two types of tracks nowadays in the nascar cup series you're not going to get very far in the early days when all they ran was dirt and dirt tracks and paved short tracks and the southern 500 yeah maybe you can you know squeeze through then they started introducing daytona talladega indianapolis then the whole cookie cutter era but now we have six road courses i believe six short tracks six super speedways a host of intermediate races tracks like new hampshire and dover that are technically considered intermediates but they use the short track package nascar is the most diverse racing series in the world when it comes to the types of tracks that their drivers run on and if these truly are the best drivers in the world as we tout them as every week i completely agree that we should let them show off, you know, all, you know, show off at every track. Uh, and in the early days of the Oscar race, they did think about moving it around. They moved it to Atlanta, I believe. The second year they ran it and everybody was like, no, let's go back to Charlotte. They did. The next year they put on one of the best Oscar races ever in 1987. But then Charlotte got stale. They said, okay, let's move it to Bristol. Bristol wasn't very good. They said, okay, we moved it to Texas. Well, Texas is Texas. It sucks. Okay, let's bring back North Wilkesboro. I wouldn't mind seeing it at North Wilkesboro for another year or two, but I also really wouldn't mind a points race at North Wilkesboro. Now, the next-gen car needs fixing on short tracks. We've known that for a while. But a 300, 400-lap event at North Wilkesboro, I'd be fine with that. I would love seeing this track brought back. The same people that were you know, lauding and praising NASCAR for bringing it back last night were the same people complaining about how the racing was terrible because NASCAR fans love complaining. Um... But I would love to see it brought back. I would love to see the All-Star Race rotate. You know, go to, I know people are going to hate this, go to Daytona for the All-Star Race. Go to Sonoma for an All-Star Race. Go to Nashville. Go to Dover. Go to, you know, Indianapolis. Go other places than just, you know, Charlotte for the All-Star Race. You know, branch out a little bit. Um... But I agree, Emily. I mean, on, on all points, I think you're spot on. Any final thoughts pertaining to the All-Star race? Kyle Larson gets the win in dominating fashion. Any last thoughts you want to have, Emily? I mean, it was an All-Star race and an All-Star one. So I think it was a good night, a good night for, for a lot of people. 
Very true. Kyle Larson walks away $1 million richer. Next race for the NASCAR Cup Series, the World 600, as I call it, or as it was known back in the day, but officially the Coca-Cola 600, one of my favorite races. Stock car racing and auto racing, well, you know, stock car racing's longest night, completing the trio of great uh, racing events, the greatest weekend in motorsports. Monaco for Formula One in the morning, the Indianapolis 500 around lunchtime, and then in the late evening and night, uh, we have the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We will preview that on Wednesday. We'll have a short recap of the All-Star Race, then we'll do a short preview of the Coke 600, talk about some news. Trackhouse Racing has named their next driver for the Project 91 car. We'll talk about that Wednesday night. And then Friday, we will have a, uh, you know, cut preview Friday. As always, we will preview the Coca-Cola 600. And we're not sure on this yet, but hopefully me and Emily can watch the World 600 together in person. And uh, we will bring you plenty of content from that, especially over on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. Um, and by the way, speaking of that, I meant to say this in my life update, but if you are watching this on YouTube or if you're not, go to the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. Uh, coverage for all three NASCAR National Series. Me and Emily have been making videos on there for a while now. Um, but I set two goals before the start of the NASCAR season this year. I said I wanted 400 subscribers by the 4th of July. We hit that last Saturday. We're currently at 426 as of recording, so yes, we, we beat that pretty good. And I said I would like 200,000 total channel views, like in total all time on the channel, by the end of the season. I believe at that time we were around 140,000 views total on the channel before the season started. We passed the 200,000 view mark uh, last night. So that's 60,000 total channel views in what three and a half months about since the nascar season started with the clash that's pretty good um so we crushed both of those goals so now hey why not shoot for the stars let's go for 500 subscribers by the 4th of july let's go for 300,000 total channel views by the end of the season i'm not gonna say those seem unattainable they seem very lofty but i just wanted to set some other goals you know just to you know have a goal to look forward to, but hey, props to y'all, the fans. We knocked those out of the ballpark easily. Um, so thank you, Emily. You're, you know, obviously you helped me with a lot of this stuff. You're a big part of that. But uh, you know, check out the Spotter Stand YouTube channel coverage for everything Charlotte this week. Um, plenty of All Star Race coverage was over there as well. And if you want to know where to listen to this podcast, obviously you, obviously you have found somewhere to listen to it if you're this far in. Uh, but the Spotter Stand YouTube channel is one of those. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcast, and all major podcast platforms. And you can email us at below the yellow line podcast at gmail.com. All right, I believe that does it. Uh, Emily, thank you for coming on. Hopefully, we can see you on Wednesday night for the uh, the combo show. As we call it, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, follow, review, click all the buttons, as Emily likes to say. We will see you Wednesday night. <laughs> I am Samuel Sudge from the Below the Online podcast. Goodbye.